This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Restaurant Week, my favorite week of the year, will be happening from September 24th to October 1st. Over 180 restaurants participating with lunch and dinner option. Go to San Diego Restaurant week.com and make your reservation now. Tuesday. Um, today, we are going to introduce you to Curds and Wine. And if you don't know about it, you should, because they are San Diego's go-to shop for wine and cheese-making supplies. And I am here today with the founder and owner of Curds and Wine, um, who's going to share tips and everything in this whole world of, I guess I'd call it just fermentation. Yeah. But first, we're going to start with this. I would probably say Gisela as the name, and I, but I think truly it's Gisela. Gisela. Gisela, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. We, we call you G mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, Gisela. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I like to keep it simple, just go with G. Just go with G. Yeah. Okay, so G it is. Well, welcome, G, and um, curds and wine. Yeah. I'm going to start with the story of kind of just how we first met. Oh, is, I know. Is yeah. that you and your husband, Arnie, came to one of our Academy of Cheese classes, and I remember that so vividly. We were just sitting around the table, um, and you told us of this idea that you had for curds and wine. How long ago was that? Seven years. Seven years. Congratulations yeah, to you. you. Yeah. My goodness. Well, <laughs> well, tell first a little bit about yourself, you know, yeah. where you're from. Yeah. Cause... Well, like originally? Or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, funny thing, I grew up in the South. In the so... South, you don't have an accent. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I lived in northern Alabama. Okay. So... <laughs> Alabama, yeah. Yeah, but Rocket City, so everybody there is from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. It was kind of an odd place, so... And then I actually moved to Nashville, where I got my PhD in cell biology at Vanderbilt. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, because before I opened Curds and Wine, I was a bench scientist doing yeah. cancer research drug discovery. My gosh, what an interesting um, <laughs> switch of careers. And... Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> companies closed, uh-huh. and it got old, so yeah. I was like, well, maybe I can do my own thing. And right. got the idea for Curds and Wine, and after the second company closed, I'm like, well, well, let's try this. Now and, this idea must yeah. come to true. Yeah. And is, is what brought you to San Diego then? Was it My to open this? And, okay, yeah. so that brought mm-hmm. you here. Yeah. Okay. And then curds and wine had been simmering and simmering in the brain. And no. like, no. No, it, was... it, it, it happened during the first layoff. <laughs> 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 I had started making yeah. wine at mm-hmm. home. Um, and I was actually listening to a podcast in wow. the lab because, yeah. <laughs> you know, tedious pipetting, you, know, you have to listen to something. Sure. Listening to this wine podcast called Cellarat. Huh. And Alan Baker, the Cellarat, he was, he, he worked at NPR. He just quit, decided he wanted to make wine. Yeah. Moved to California and mm-hmm. just started trying to make wine with people. That's so cool. I know. And I was like, oh, so That's learn an more awesome about <laughs> winemaking. Uh-huh. And, and ultimately, he ended up working at a place called Crush Pad, which mm-hmm. is a custom crush in San Francisco was, I should yeah. say. Um, but they're kind of big scale. So basically, anybody can call them up mm-hmm. and say, I want to make some wine. Okay. Tell them what kind. They'll have a certain kind of varietals that they have contracts to pick. 
and Crushpad would make the wine for them. And people wow. could be as involved or not as they wanted to. Sure. And they could also sell it because Crushpad was bonded. Mm-hmm. It was a little bigger scale than what I wanted to do, but basically I was making wine at home and there was really nowhere to buy supplies. Yeah. So I was like, well, you know, if I open a shop and people could make wine with me. And then yeah. I started hearing about these U-Vents in Canada. They're mm-hmm. everywhere. A U-Vent. U-Vent. Mm-hmm. So U-Vent on site. U-Vent. Yeah. Ah, I'm a little slow. Yeah. <laughs> So basically, Canada, mm-hmm. the alcohol taxes are so high. Almost everybody makes wine. Interesting. Yeah. We so, think we have it bad. Then. I know, You're right? Not so bad. Okay. <laughs> but I was like, oh, that's more my skill because I started making wine with the wine kits, which are very yeah. contained, very clean. <laughs> and uh-huh. you can make it any time of year. Okay. Almost any varietal from anywhere in the world. In the world, that's so yeah. fascinating. Mm. Yeah, it's awesome. Right? Yeah. Okay. You don't have to wait yeah. for harvest season and no. just grab your grapes then. Mm-hmm. Whenever you want, whenever you're bored, mm. <laughs> whenever nice. you want some wine. Right. <laughs> so you learned, you're like, this mm-hmm. is really intriguing. And you're like, yeah. could I do this yeah. in a, yeah. like, a different well, scale? Yeah. I should try. And, and the cheese part kind of came in um, as I was, once I'd started formulating mm-hmm. the idea and it looked like my company was going to be closing on me. <laughs> um, I had this f- couple friends that were making cheese and one friend Friday night, he calls me and he's like, do you have any rennet? And I'm like, what? Do I have what? And he, do you have rennet? And I'm like, like no, I don't have no. rennet. Why would I have rennet? He's like, I thought you made cheese. I'm like, I don't make cheese. What do you need rennet for? He's like, there's nowhere to buy rennet. I'm like, oh, hmm. really? Ding. <laughs> A little light bulb went on. I fix that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so... Well, one I thing make cheese. You that should make cheese. They go with wine. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, and it's all science, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yeah, so. with your background, which mm-hmm. I didn't realize that, um, oh, they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, totally. Very science, mm-hmm. very scientific, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Both. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe a little bit, what might scare up some people is the science side of things. I know it does me. Yeah. I think I'm all into the <laughs> affinage or maybe the art part of making, yeah. but then I get worried when people start throwing things out like pH and... <laughs> Only flocculation. Yes, what is that? That seems kind of scary. I don't want to have flocculation, yeah. do I? Or... <laughs> well, you do at the right time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good to know. You learn something. Flocculation. Yeah. Um, so interesting. So a combination of an idea that you have and then people just asking and mm-hmm. kind of that... that um, yeah. It feels like, gee, that um, that uh, want to make things yourself, mm. be a home baker, you know, um, jam maker, cheese maker, wine yeah. maker is really growing and exploding. Yes. And so you, you came at a good time yeah. to offer those two great things, wine and cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this that, is good. Definitely work out. Yeah, <laughs> work out. So did you start with both? Like you had yep. elements of both right out of the gates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, let's start, I guess, first with the cheese making parts. You've got kind of everything. Obviously, yes. the rennet. Yeah. If you need yeah. rennet, you're going to find it. <laughs> and do you have all the different kinds? Um, mm-hmm. Some yeah. vegetable versions, mm-hmm. vegetarian rennets? Yeah. yeah. Veget- vegetarian mm-hmm. and animal, liquid, okay. tablets. So and sure. we always, whenever people come in and they're like, I need rennet. I'm like, you're making mozzarella, aren't you? They're like, how'd you know? I'm like, because all you want is rennet. Because <laughs> <laughs> all you want is rennet, yeah. And I'm like, okay, is anyone a vegetarian? They're like, no. Okay, get the animal. And it's right. yes. I'm like, and get the vegetables. The vegetable, because you've got mm-hmm. this expertise now. And mm-hmm. did you, you self-taught yourself to do all this, yeah, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I mean, when I first started, there, there weren't any YouTube videos or anything. It was, right. I had Ricky Carroll's book. You did. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah. And, and my friends. Mm-hmm. So I, I did kind of lean on them a little bit because they had their experience. But I was like, 
is it supposed to look like this? And now I'm the one answering the phone when people are like, is it oh, supposed I bet. to look like this? I'm like, yes, don't worry. <laughs> it doesn't look like cheese till it looks like cheese. Yes. So, and it's all fine. Wait for it. Wait, a little bit, a little bit of patience when mm, you're in the cheese making world, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I, I always think mm. patience and cleanliness are the two keys to Absolutely. cheese making, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Got to be clean because cheese is a petri dish. Yeah. So you want to make sure the good guys are going in there and not the bad guys. Not the bad guys. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, I think that's what's another thing, you know, scares people away. They're like, yeah. oh, I'm scared that I'll put the bad guys in. Yeah, a lot of people get really scared mm-hmm. about that. And it's kind of a good thing to be scared about. Sure. So that you're more careful, but eh, you don't have to worry too much. If you're clean and Mm -hmm. use good starting ingredients, everything's going to be fine. Everything is fine. Yeah. One of the main ingredients, obviously, milks. Do you offer any of those? No, that's the the only component Mm -hmm. we don't sell. But um, I always tell everybody you don't need special. Or a cow. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need your own cow. A lot of people, they're like, I don't know anyone with a cow or a goat. Right. You don't have to. It's okay. Yeah. Um, Go to Walmart. (laughs) They're like, what? What? Really? You can? Seriously, my favorite milk. Listen to this tip. Yeah. <laughs> favorite cat. Forget buying a cow. I Go know. to Walmart. It's Walmart's what? cheapest store-bought pasteurized homogenized milk. Get out of town. Who would have yeah. ever thought that? I know. I know. And I, I have yeah. tried, you know, Vaughn's, Ralph, mm-hmm. Costco. <laughs> right. And they'll all make pretty sure. decent cheese. Something about the Walmart, I don't know where it comes from. I don't yeah. know if it's a little more local mm-hmm. or it just turns over faster because it's Crazy. more value priced. But. Yeah. <laughs> but that's so good mm-hmm. to know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You because don't need special milk. I mm-hmm. will agree. I've dabbled in the cheese making and the, the starter <laughs> ones, the ricotta, the mozzarella, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the milk made a difference. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of fell in love with the brand. And then some of them that you think mm-hmm. you're paying extra for, like mm-hmm. where they wouldn't even firm up or, you know uh-huh. what I mean? It was crazy, yeah, exactly. the difference in that. So that is mm-hmm. a super tip because I know that's where a lot of people start. Yeah, mm-hmm. cheese making is just get your milk. Then they can go to you for choosing yeah. the rennet and any other yeah. supplies. Cheesecloth, mm-hmm. obviously, some yeah. of the basics. Mm-hmm. So if you're just starting, what do you need, really? Not really mm-hmm. much to start with. The f- most important thing you're going to need to start with is a really good Pot. Oh, okay. And you want a pot that's what we call non-reactive. Mm-hmm. So basically avoid aluminum pots. So those really uh, lightweight kind of yeah. tinny ones, no good. Right. Mm-hmm. Basically because cheese is acidic mm-hmm. and it's going to react with the aluminum. So we want something more neutral like stainless steel is great. You can use the cast um um, oh, like enameled a cast, cast uh-huh, iron, uh-huh. but that one is a little harder to control temperature. So that's where the stainless steel is a little nicer because it's easier to heat up, cool off. Right. Oh, interesting. That yeah. is, I always wondered about that. Why mm-hmm. not the again the science of it all? Yeah. <laughs> Ask the scientist. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so a good pot. If you're going to make any cheese, um, invest in that. Yeah. Um, cheesecloth typically for draining things. Yeah, usually, and, yeah. yeah. Some people actually use um, pillowcases. <laughs> Do they really? Yeah, like, and it'll work. It works. Whatever you're using, That's boil crazy. it mm-hmm. to sanitize it. To sanitize it. it. Uh, mm-hmm. Just make sure it's clean before and after you use it. Yeah. So, right. yeah. so that the bad guys don't get in. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah. And you can use it over and over too. A lot of sure. people think they have to throw it away after they use it. Yeah. But just wash it with a little dish soap, boil it mm-hmm. again, and it's good, good to go. Good I've to go. I've had the same piece for 11 years. That is really great. I mean, talk about, yeah, yeah not wasting, and that's mm-hmm. good. Is it um, 
like a I often see that really cloth. You know, the cheesecloth you'll see at Thanksgiving when you get by the cloth. And it's very cottony and right. fabricy versus yeah. kind of ones I want to say are almost plasticky. Yeah. Any thoughts? I'm glad or? you mentioned the grocery store cheesecloth. Cheesecloth, right? Is not no bueno for cheese making. Really, Your curds will go right through it. It's way too much of an open uh-huh. weave. Ah, so tighter weave. Hence yes, a pillowcase when right. you brought that up. I would have. Yeah. I, okay, good one. <laughs> so no, no on that. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. But then there is that nylon cheesecloth. Yeah, okay, and nylon. And that one's very cool because the curds won't stick to it as much as it does a, a cotton cheesecloth. Sure. So it, that's kind of neat. And you can an, boil that one uh-huh. and totally reuse it. Totally, re- yeah, and mm-hmm. super easy, easier to clean mm-hmm. and maintain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, good, because I was kind of poo-pooing that at first. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that seems plasticky or, you know, yeah. nylon-y. Yeah. But obviously great benefits and, mm-hmm. and there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what if you're wanting to go above and beyond the starter cheeses, the mm. fresh cheeses? What do you recommend as a next step? So then you need to start investing in something to age cheeses in. Ah. So that's going to be your next big mm-hmm. piece of equipment is basically a cheese locker. Um, and a wine fridge makes a perfect cheese locker. How convenient. I know, right? <laughs> wine and cheese, they're meant to be. Right. Yeah, because you want to age your cheeses between 50, 55 degrees Fahrenheit. A uh, regular fridge is too cold. It's meant mm-hmm. to inhibit bacterial activity. But we we want bacteria actually alive in your cheese. It's a good thing because mm-hmm. they're, they're changing things and metabolizing things and making all that flavor. But you don't want them to do it too fast. So that's why you put them in a place where they go a little slower. Oh, okay. Yeah. At this kind of temperature. Because hotter mm-hmm. than this, it would speed that up. Yeah. And it yeah. could get Warmer. too rancid mm-hmm. or too liquidy. So that's yeah. why we want to kind of keep them dampered. Yeah, yeah, at that. Okay. And we also need humidity, too, mm-hmm. so that our cheese won't dry out. Um, so the wine fridge is meant to keep it a little humid so the corks well. don't dry out. Oh, I never yeah. knew that. I yeah. just thought it kind of mm-hmm. kept it that temperature no, and, and looked cool. it's also keeping it humid. Keeping it humid. So it is the perfect blend for mm-hmm. both. Bottle yeah. of wine and a <laughs> wheel of cheese. <laughs> and you can, you can age them together. I know yeah. a lot of people have a big uh, wine cellar and mm-hmm. you can totally put your cheese in there. It's no problem. And together. That's what mm-hmm. I always think would be the cool. Yeah, right? to have a, a <laughs> cheese cellar, wine cave together combo, mm-hmm. whatever, obviously would be so cool. Yeah. And um, what type of cheese are you aging typically? Like, what did you start with? Is your, was your first aged cheese? Do you remember it? Well, actually, the very first cheese I made, which is, it's not a good idea to do this, but it worked <laughs> out. Because I was like, I want to make a hard cheese because I know it's going to take a while to age. Yeah. So I want to make that first. <laughs> oh, gotcha. So I, I made okay. a Colby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was really good. Was it good? Yes. Ooh, so that Colby. was awesome. Is that a California original mm-hmm. Colby? Um, do you know where Colby comes from? I was. I, mean, that's I, I don't know about California. Me. I think yeah. it's at least American. American, it's like yeah. American cheddar. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So yeah. it was delicious. Do you still make that Colby now? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's a go-to I, I, now. I got to keep it in the cheese locker because yeah. it's like, well, it's my first cheese. It's my <laughs> first cheese and a good nibbler. That's yeah. so good. And now mm-hmm. your recipe, is it different from other recipes? Like, Or is there a kind of a standard mm-hmm. recipe for that? There's... Sort of. So I, I do use the the cheese making recipe mm-hmm. books. Um, nice. Ricky Carroll, uh, Mary Carlin's actually my favorite. Okay. Um, we have we have a nice selection at the shop. Nice. The yeah, for all the how to dos. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but you'll see that it's interesting that all the hard 
pressed cheeses, the recipes kind of look like the same thing. Yeah. And how could they be different then? Right. So it's just little changes in the temperatures and the time, and you get a completely different cheese. It's crazy. That's why we have all these thousands of cheeses. Sure. And they weren't all on purpose. Some were great accidents like Red Hawk. Yeah, right. right. (laughs) And we go into those, the stinkies. It was infected. Right. But they just rebranded it, (laughs) and now they have a best-selling cheese. Yeah. Stellar superstar. Bravo. <laughs> all about marketing. All about marketing. And, and just like in life, sometimes the mistake turns into the mm. best thing that ever happened. Yep. yep. Right? Like getting laid off. Like getting laid off turned into this. <laughs> right. Good yep. thinking, G. So Colby first. Yep. Um, did you ever venture into blues? Like that's oh, a whole different category, that's, right? That's my favorite that one your, to make. You really do. And now yeah. I personally can attest well, it was a couple years ago yeah, though now. Yeah, but, came in and you had yep. this stunning blue. <laughs> And we're going to get to the fair, too, because mm-hmm. I know you participate in that. Yes. But this is the stuff that you see coming out of the caves of France. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. is every bit as good. And yeah. you made that. It's That's, to exciting. me, kudos. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Right. <laughs> kudos. That's a baby. But yeah. that is your favorite blues. Yeah. Do you have to have special things for that? Equipment so and space? The, the mold-ripened cheeses are the most difficult. Mm-hmm. And not to make, per se, but the hardest part is the aging them. They're mm-hmm. very sensitive to temperature and humidity. So I actually do have a separate cheese locker for my moldies. Yeah, moldies. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I keep it a little lower just so they don't mm-hmm. get too watery too quick. Interesting. Um, and yeah, just keep a little higher humidity. Yeah. But you really got to watch those so they could go wrong. They can go quickly. wrong the most <laughs> um, because of the higher humidity and just that moisture no, of it's them. Just it's... getting the mold happy. Yeah. At the right time in the right way, yeah, they're just touchy little buggers. Touchy but buggers. It's it's one one you need to practice the moldies. Yeah, because it's kind of a feel thing. But once you kind of know what they're supposed to look mm-hmm. and feel like at at each week, okay, then, then you're, you're feeling confident. It. Yeah, I've got this. And mm-hmm. any epic fails, then you must have had some like that. Just no, yeah, not really. Like I've just... had some that they uh, they just got too moldy mm-hmm. in the cheese locker. I, you do have to tend your cheese as you're aging it. Mm-hmm. And I think aging is really the <laughs> hardest part of cheese making. Really? Yeah. yeah. So every mm-hmm. week I turn my cheese. I did it this yeah. morning. You did. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. if you don't flip it, it'll get really moist on the bottom, really sure. dry on top. Yeah. Um, which is, by the way, where Fat Bottom Girl came from. Such another good, mistake. Another mistake. <laughs> and probably her f- most popular cheese. I know, right? Yeah. So, but I do flip mine. And that's mm-hmm. also a good opportunity to check the rind. Yeah. Because things are going to grow on the rind of a cheese. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to. It's supposed part to, right? of yep. what makes it. Mm-hmm. And there are things you didn't put in there. Right. There are things that just naturally gravitate to the Crazy. cheeses. Yeah. So, They're but, gravitating from the air. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of scary. There's um, that. That's exactly that scary <laughs> science. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Is that so right? So you just want to manage those. Uh-huh. You, okay. You want them there, but you don't want them to get out of control because mm-hmm. they will mm-hmm. take over the cheese and ruin the cheese. So you need to... Wipe down the surface with vinegar or brine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I keep most of mine sealed at this point. Yeah. But even then, it can puff up under sure. the seal. Under the seal. And when yeah. you talk seal, is it like a Ziploc? Is it that when you're um, actually, saying seal or vacuum something? A vacuum seal. It yeah. was really or, airtight. Or wax. But oh, okay. yeah, it is all about keeping the air out. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't want to suffocate them sometimes. Right. But so it's, it's managing the all that. Yeah. Because you can do natural rind too, but that's even more work you need to oil the rind so it doesn't dry out. Yeah. And what kind of oil typically uh, I like do you olive use? Oil. And olive oil. Yeah. And you can even use like lard butter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lard. I've heard, of course, a lot of the British cheddars exactly. are famous for their larded mm-hmm. 
Jesus and lard yeah. is a good thing, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, don't shiny. be scared of lard. Oh, I haven't I tried that. Okay. <laughs> multi-purpose, multi-purpose. Um, cheddars, obviously mm. you do. Do you need special like presses and stuff? And is this no. where you're getting into needing more expensive equipment or not necessarily? No, it's all the same yeah. equipment and it's pretty much the same technique. Mm-hmm. So cheddars are interesting because there's an extra process called Cheddaring. Cheddaring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is the only thing that makes it different from just our plain Crazy. cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Is so, that extra process done yeah. to it? And it's just that it's extra flipping and turning and incubating mm-hmm. before you press it to increase the acidity in the cheese, get the bacteria really revved yeah. up. That's why you get all that sharpness in a cheddar. So cool. So cool. Do you um, stick mostly to cow milk cheeses or have you gone to the goats and the sheep? Actually, yes. So uh, I like my Walmart milk, but Mm -hmm. very lucky to have a super great farmer in town, Jack Ford. He loves to share his his milk. and yeah, and so. it is goats, correct? That he shares, or goats and sheep, and sheep on a good Goat day, on a good yeah. day, on a lucky day. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. So. And and he shares this with you. This isn't un- unfortunately for sale, or is it somewhere? No, no this no, is just you are in a sale. collaboration and a test, and yeah. he just likes to let just people for home learn and making mm-hmm. exactly, yeah. So, but I've been lucky enough oh, to get nice. some sheet milk. Sheet milk, just fresh and beautiful manchegos. Really? Yeah. Oh. Just dying over those how right now. How lucky are you? Very lucky. Very, yeah. Very, very lucky. <laughs> how, because how much, like a wheel of manchego, are you making it that, kind of that five pound size? And how much milk does that so take So here's from the you? thing. So cows and goats, you typically get about a pound of cheese for every gallon. Mm-hmm. But sheep have so much protein and fat, mm-hmm. you get... Almost twice that. Almost twice. Yeah. Wow. So okay. I, yeah, and I didn't fully expect it. I knew it before I started, but then I was like, "Oh my!" When God. you saw, it. yeah, <laughs> this is. I need a bigger true. mold. <laughs> Interesting. It was awesome. That is really yeah. great. That's. I don't think people understand, you know, how much milk is required. Yeah. You know, I always yeah. say that too. You p- picture that gallon sitting in mm-hmm. front of there, and that's only a pound of cheese. Yeah. You know, kind of if you're lucky. It's crazy. But a pound of cheese. pound of cheese could last me a day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's about enough for a party. Yeah. Small party. That's true. Exactly. Oh, yum, yum, yum. Now, you've gotten into, G. I know, for many years, um, the San Diego Fair. Yes. The county fair has has started um, a cheesemaking competition Mm -hmm. for home cheesemakers. Yes. And have you participated every year? Not every year. Um. Just because there were a few years I just I actually wasn't in town. Mm-hmm. Not that I ever go anywhere, but it just happened to be the one weekend I went out. That just oops, can't do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 You've judged. I have some judged. Of those. I know, and it's come so far. Can you, I say from the first year? But I gotta say, you're the bravest person in the world to try homemade <laughs> cheese from random people. From random, we don't know where that came from. Yay, hooray. I'm still alive. I never had any issues. I know. There yeah. was some funky shit though. I, I gotta know, tell you, yeah. I'm gonna tell you. Uh, <laughs> scary. <laughs> but thank you. It's been super fun. Yeah. But how impressive. I know. I mean. I know. And whoa. actually, I was impressed. Even from the first year, all the cheeses were quite amazing. Yeah. Like, oh, bring it, people. Good for you. Exactly. You know? Yes. Yeah. Bring it. Yeah. Just stunningly beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you've mm-hmm. entered multiple mm-hmm. ones. And uh, mm-hmm. we don't know, of course, who's they are 
until after, but kind of right. now I can see which ones are cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because, there's yeah, so, so many good. great cheesemakers mm-hmm. in town now. That's and great. a lot of that, it's not just the shop, it's actually the cheesemaking club Queso Diego. Right. Got to give them a big shout Gotta out. Got to give them a shout out yeah. because that is, they, they really do work primarily to just promote the joy of home cheesemaking, yep. right? Yes, indeed. Um, and how yeah. they're collaborative to share, mm-hmm. oh, I tried this, it worked, this didn't work, you know? Yeah, how yeah. cool is that, right? And yeah. it's a big group now. Yes, it is. So if you're yes. a cheese lover, look Very them up. Very well organized, mm-hmm. too, I must say. So Yeah, yeah. The fun meetings. Fun yeah. meetings. This is good. Yeah. I think it's the, oh, I don't want to screw this up, second Tuesday? So it's a Tuesday, I know. Yeah, I think yeah. it's the I think second right. Tuesday of every month, mm-hmm. but it's on their website, quesodiego.org, or the Facebook page. Yeah. So everybody's invited. You don't have to be a member. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And you can come and check it out. And yeah. No, really good. Just to promote that mm-hmm. home cheese making. Yeah. That is really, really cool. Are you um, going to do more competitions? Like, do you want, would you ever consider getting into commercial cheese making? No. Everyone wants something. No, everybody's <laughs> no. just not going to turn right back around. Because everyone asks, you know, why isn't there commercial cheese making in San Diego? Yeah, well, I don't want to get into commercial cheese making or winemaking because I want to keep it fun. Mm-hmm. So, and I want to deal with the bureaucracy. So, yes. and with cheese making has the most. Yeah, it's fascinating, right? Yeah. You wouldn't think. Well, mm-hmm. it's wine. You, it's all about taxes. Mm-hmm. But cheese, you can kill people. Yeah. And <laughs> so. does that happen? Do you know? Have you read really horror horror stories? No. Or yeah, but the, I know that's thing. always the. But it can. It can. So, so maybe they're, they're doing yeah. a good job of. Making right. sure it's safe. Yeah. So, right. so you know, the whole raw, yeah. cheese, raw milk thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always say in my classes, it's like all our cultures come from raw milk. They're, they're bacteria that were already in there. But there's also bad guys, Listeria, botulism. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> but Europe drinks raw milk every day. I know. And, and it's set out on the counter. And they don't. And it's all Good. Drop over dead like mm-hmm. flies all the time. So that's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's just about being careful, being mm-hmm. clean, and knowing sure. your source. Yeah, you always want to know your source. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're fortunate though enough to get raw milk, say like you do right. have a cow or you know yeah. someone with a cow, mm-hmm. if you if it's super reputable, mm-hmm. why not try them? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Can, do you think you can tell the difference when you use a raw milk? And can do you think sometimes um, cow's milk is special because it's not going to be pasteurized, and that's a whole different problem. Mm-hmm. Of trying to get the cream oh, staying yeah. in okay. together to when get it's the not set. pasteurized, when uh, homogenized, homogenized. Sorry. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, but then, like goat's milk's never going to need to be homogenized. So mm-hmm. I have done side by side with raw goat milk yeah. and the Trader Joe's goat milk, and I can't tell the tell difference. the difference. This is good news, though. I think <laughs> in a is. way because people are always like, "No, we have no, to have pasteurized," no. and, and they cost yeah. about the same. Mm-hmm. So it was like it's so expensive. I'm like. Well, it will be from something that has their own goats because yeah. they have to feed them and take care, care for of them, them, house them, <laughs> yeah. right? So as much it, as we love the it goats, costs money. Yeah, 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 it sure does. That's what mm-hmm. makes cheese making super. I mean, it is a pricey mm-hmm. endeavor. Yeah, and that's yeah. why they cost mm-hmm. what they cost. Yeah. Um, Although making your own cheese mm-hmm. usually does save you, depending which cheese you're making, yeah. and it'll save you a little bit to a lot. Yeah. Like the homemade chef, it's so mm-hmm. easy. It's so easy. But yeah. even with the Trader Joe's expensive mm-hmm. milk, it's not that bad. It's like $4 a quart. Okay. Um, you're going to get, what, a, a quarter pound out of that, which out is that, pretty yeah. decent. Mm-hmm. It's, it costs less per pound than the Costco chef. Right, which, yeah. and then we and can't compete with it. that. And it's you made fresher. it. Yeah, exactly. You could put whatever you want in it, whatever seasonings, right. flavorings. I do love that. That, that just becomes that little just a <laughs> canvas to do with what mm-hmm. you will, right? Yeah. 
Ah, really good. cheese is so easy. All you have to do is put a culture in Mm -hmm. the milk, Mm -hmm. let it sit overnight, strain it the next day for about six hours, and you have cheese. And you have your chef. Seriously? And can my culture be lemon? Like a lot of people ask that, lemon juice versus, what what, what does that need to be? That's just ricotta that will do that. So that's an acid set cheese, but a chef is actually Mm -hmm. a culture tea with a bacteria Mm -hmm. in it. And uh, the direct set culture we have for Chef has a tiny bit of rennet. Oh, I was going to say, so rennet is not it. Just like a drop. Yeah. Just, just, just enough okay. to help it get a little yeah. firmer. Oh, nice. Yeah. And is that expensive? No. Uh, that, not, not at all. Not you can make all. lots of batches from that. Yeah. And, but yeah. how delicious. Because I do, agree, like mm. fresh ricotta, once you've had that, you don't want to buy it. Don't never. buy it. It's too easy. <laughs> never, never. You probably Way never, ever, easy. ever. And Chev as well, because yeah. it is too I easy. I can't. I can't. Do it. <laughs> I can't do it. Like, I can't do it. No, yeah. I got to make it. <laughs> right. Oh, nice. Mm. So any, like, biggest tip for mm. the person thinking about home cheese making? Uh, go for it. Go for it. That's yeah, a go good tip. for it. And yeah. Be clean. Take lots of notes. Yeah. Most okay. important things in cheese making. Take your notes because then you're lots of notes. It, I it, I liked it when I aged it at fifty degrees yeah. versus or even or anything like know, that. I was, I was heating the stove mm-hmm. and the stove went out. And had to take it to the neighbors, so it sat at different temperature for a couple hours. Things like that. The dog licked some of it. Right. Maybe it's the Dang. best cheese ever. <laughs> and then it becomes the best cheese. Right. You could dog market it. Cheese. Yeah, dog lick cheese. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That is great, great tips. And don't be scared. You got to tell me yeah. that. Yeah. Just, Just not to be frightened it. of those cultures. Yeah. And the, yeah. It may not mm. look right, but have you seen an unmade cheese? Yeah. You know, you've got cookie dough. You have to, you have to mm-hmm. make the cookie. True. So, yeah. Just, just follow Same through. Thing. Keep going. You will have a cheese-like substance. Yeah. It will be edible. Mm-hmm. You'll be fine. Awesome. <laughs> oh. And well, one last thing, too, on the cheese. Salt. Importance oh. of salt. Any special one that you yeah. use? Or salt is a yeah. key ingredient, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. We, we, there is a special cheese mm-hmm. salt. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing about cheese salt is that it's non-iodized. So you could use, like, kosher salt. But the thing about kosher salt is it's usually a big flake. Um, uh, the yeah. cheese salt's a very small more grain, fine? Uh-huh. so it's a lot easier to mill into the cheese. So it's more important to have the, the cheese salt if it goes in the curd before it gets pressed, for example. Interesting, yeah. Uh, but if you're brining or just mm-hmm. flavoring, then you can use whatever salt. Anything. Yeah. Oh, good tip. Non-iodized. Okay. Good tips. Yeah. I'm going to venture to the next level. Gee, I, I'm right. going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it, and I will not be scared. All right. And But at the same time, before I do that, I'm going to go to your place because another thing that I love that I do want to touch on is the wine side of things. Because uh, yeah. we had that opportunity, and we have to come back. It's just always getting <laughs> in to do it. But where we did pick one of the – you'd call it a kit, right? Uh-huh, a vintner kit. kit. A wine kit. Mm-hmm. This was so fun, everybody. We picked – our varietal. And I want to say we came in in about March because we knew we wanted it in November, yeah, about six months right. or something around there. Yeah. But we got, got to go in there and um, kind of the grapes are already pressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get these, yeah. all the varietals mm-hmm. already pressed like that. So that's why you were saying you can make them any time any of the year, time. right? Of any yeah. varietal. And I remember we mm-hmm. picked a Syrah and we did a Pinot. Boy, was that fun. We had to go back. We had to go stir things. <laughs> we had to do all the science things and try to learn at the same time how it worked. Yeah, yeah. Do you still do a lot of that for people, oh, yeah. right? And and all not the age time. their wine there. You What do you do yeah, to we, wine? You age, age it. it. Is that what the term? Um, so yeah. The reds are really the ones that yeah. age. The mm-hmm. white wines, pretty much five weeks from start to bottle. You get it. Mm-hmm. And then within a month, you can start drinking it. So fairly I love quick. That. What about rosés? Yeah. Is that considered in the white? Like, that could take yeah, fast like turnaround. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, whites, uh, rosés, and dessert wines. Okay, will be that quick. That quick. But yeah. the red ones, you might have to plan a little in advance. Yes, uh, because there are so many steps, and mm-hmm. and I can be involved. 
when you're doing this, the kit with you guys, mm-hmm. you want the people to be involved, though. You don't want to be stirring their stuff they for them or anything. Be, they have to be involved. Yeah, <laughs> for tax reasons, of course. Uh, interesting with the <laughs> yeah, alcohol so, rules. Yeah. I mentioned okay. Crush Pad before mm-hmm. and how they're a custom crush. So they have a special license that they can make wine for other people. I'm what's called the Uvent. Mm-hmm. So I'm a, a winemaking center. So I don't need any alcohol licenses. I'm I'm a retail site. I sell you juice and I assist you in wine making ah. process. But you have to do all the steps touching all the alcohol. To do it. Yeah. Ah, so I can just clean things up for okay. you and move it. And move it. You have to actually do all the steps. The steps. Okay, good. Well, it was fun to do those steps, yeah. I have to say. And then had, we had our little is it a carboy, right? Is mm-hmm. that what they age, uh, yep. age in? Um, yeah. Had our name on it and we could kind of like check on them. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to make our own labels. Yes. That was so cool because then it became this cool gift. Yeah. I don't know if we can tell people if it's getting late for the holidays, but maybe you want to make a white or rosé for the holiday. Go yeah. now because now. then you can decorate your label and then um, have mm-hmm. a gift for people. That was yes. super cool. And I know yeah. you do that with your own winemaking, right? Because oh, sure. you enter wine competitions. <laughs> and yeah. can I? are some of the wines you've won in some of the competitions from these kits? Oh, yeah. Like, see, this is what Absolutely. I think people don't understand. Like, oh, yeah. I have to get the fresh grapes at harvest yeah. season or whatever nope. to do this. No, these kits make some mm-hmm. excellent wine. Yeah, and they only source the best grapes. Mm-hmm. And that's the key to winemaking is your starting material because you're not yeah. – Making the wine, you're helping it evolve. It's different from cheese making. You make cheese. Mm-hmm. You still want a good starting material, but you create it. Wine is already there. You're just sussing it out. Ah, yeah. nice. That is so 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 super. Yeah. Um, but you did. I saw we flashed a picture. You had grapes arrive though. You do some real yes. grape make. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say real. You know what I'm saying? Fresh no, I, grape making. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, our big delivery is coming September yeah. 30th, <gasps> Saturday. Oh my gosh! Can people? Yeah. Join this, see this? Or? They can come see it. Okay. Um, we have a small group of people mm-hmm. that are allowed to make wine on site with the fresh grapes called Grapes to Glass Class. Uh, they are required to take our two-part seminar series mm-hmm. first, which is done for this year. So you might want to think about it for next year. Okay. The seminars will start around July. Um, but then they get to make the big humongous mess at our place. <laughs> <laughs> all of the stems yeah. and all the it's, everything. Uh, it's a and, big sticky mess, yeah. especially delivery day. Yeah. Everything is sticky. Yeah. But it's a good sticky. Sure. So, so yeah. fun. And we have a pretty big group. Um, and we also have people coming to pick up grapes that are taking it away. Yeah. So oh, nice. Yeah. Because they might have a little presser. They might do this in their yeah. garage a or lot somewhere. Of people a lot do. of people well, do that's that. that's what I, I made my first yeah. grape wines in the kitchen. <laughs> so good, right? Exactly. Yeah. And everybody asks, do you get to stomp the grapes? We don't. We don't stomp anymore. Uh, no stomping. We have machines. To yes, do exactly. That, okay. You well, can you know. if you really want. Some people still do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just saw it like an Italy thing again. You yeah, know, they're yeah. stomping and the grapes. Yeah. Okay, but how not, fun? Not required. Not required. <laughs> well, curds and wine, you guys, is the place. Wine and cheese, and it's uh, Claremont Mesa, right? It is. Yeah. Yes. Um, great shop, and like I said, you do, they have everything, um, which is super. So check that out. Mm-hmm. Thanks for coming in, G. Hey, it's good to catch up me. with you. Um, yeah. Thanks everybody for tuning in, and uh, see you next time. Hi, fellow cheese lovers, Cheese Whiz Gina here, and I invite you to subscribe to our Noon on Tuesday podcast to hear all about cheese all the time. You can listen on iTunes or SoundCloud, or subscribe via FeedBurner under Noon on Tuesday. You can also watch us live every week on Facebook at Benissimo Cheese at you guessed it, noon every Tuesday Pacific time. We're fun, we're cheesy, so tune in and tell your friends to tune in too. Ciao! Ciao. 
The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.